This is Cher. Thank you for joining me this week as we unlock, unlearn, unleash, and unbind the shame of feelings surrounding sexual abuse and domestic violence. Sexual abuse can lead to more than a disruptive, lifelong memory of a traumatic event. It can bring a whole host of survival programs which, until highlighted through inner work, most of us see that there's nothing wrong. That's because our survival programs are not wrong. They are tools. We use these tools or programs instinctively to move our way through work, relationships, or to simply exist another day. Life doesn't have to be like that. We don't have to just exist. That was how I functioned until I learned one very important thing. I am not a mistake. I am perfection in progress. Life after sexual trauma or any other trauma leads many to believe that they are a mistake, that the universe didn't know what it was bargaining for when they were born. All of this because of the belief we hold about ourselves. I am witness to this truth. The beliefs I held about who I was were nothing short of loathing. Add to that, while submerged deeply in the shadows of inner work, once again we might feel we are making a mistake or that we are one when we uncover our most awful truths. Listen to me again closely. You are not a mistake. I'll be right back after this brief message. I'd like to read to you another one of the short essays out of my book, 100 Days of Intent. The sexual abuse was increasing in frequency, sometimes several times in a day. Feelings of shame were growing exponentially about my body, along with shame around the physical response my body gave to the now conditioned cues of touch. How was my mind coming to understand all of this? Well, not by emotional maturity, but through instinct. Something was abnormal about the behavior, paired with the embedded message of don't tell. Body shame developed in my teens. I hated my body, how it felt, the tell-all shape, how older boys and men would stare. It was embarrassing to go swimming because of the comments made about the size of my breasts. 
This was alleviated sometimes by wearing a shirt over my swimsuit, so it was less obvious to me. However, a clingy wet t-shirt made my figure that much more obvious. The frequency of sexual stimulation was creating other side effects as well, such as an eating disorder, my bladder control was worsening, anorexia, bulimia, sleeplessness, poor concentration, irritable, anxious, nail-biting, and bedwetting were my life beyond school. I overdressed in larger clothing and as plain as I could find anything. I showered with a bra and underwear on after gym and I hit my shape as much as possible. The natural physical reactions my body would react to with sexual stimulation was becoming a point of deep shame. At the time, there was so much uncertainty surrounding what was wrong with my body, the convulsions it made, the way my skin would get goosebumps and the shudder. Loathing every moment, yet enjoying the pleasure of the very way my body reacted. There were times when I sought the pleasurable sensation by allowing other grown men to grope me, knowing there was excitement to be found, and other times would entice my father into making my body respond to the painful pleasure. Sexually abused children have limited, if any, boundaries. Learning to leverage the body for what men desired in return for what I wanted or needed was an erotic taboo. Whether that was simply to have an orgasm for my enjoyment or to punish men, using my body as leverage was particularly effective in escaping punishment. The spanking stopped and grounding was almost unheard of. If I was in trouble, my father issued discipline to me with little more than allowing him to access his prize. The reverse being his pleasure was punishment for me. Later, an awareness developed of how to arouse my father and other men sexually through a walk, a way of sitting or bending and know how a knowing, specific way of moving. I knew how to move when they were becoming aroused. Tease is the word that comes to mind. Learning how to use that skill well to my advantage. There is a genuine power to using sex, but it comes with a great price to a girl's self-worth. Before my mind would understand fully the meaning of everything, men were using me for what they sought. To have sex with a young, attractive, and highly seductive child. I thought this was love, since that word was usually uttered at some point.
Survival programs develop in response to our need for love and to know we matter to someone for more than a wall to project their deepest shame. The tools or survival programs that we use might look like seeking external validation. We may seek external validation, develop dysregulated attachments or self-abuse. We can become conflicted in how we see ourselves. Myself, I felt like a fraud for years because while externally I presented myself as a sensual, seductive and bold woman when it came to seducing men, internally I felt angry, hurt, shame, and that I was a mistake of nature. Those feelings left a gaping hole inside that was filled with every opportunity to reinforce my belief of being a mistake. I changed that narrative as I began to dig deeper into my story and to find all of my feelings. Layer after layer of false messages was peeled away through each event I relived. Shadow work and hours of reflective journaling revealed a pattern I had never noticed before. I was punishing myself for being human and trying to survive. As survivors, we can embrace our past. We don't have to offer our abusers love. We don't have to accept what happened was part of bringing us to our awareness. But when we embrace the past and integrate it into who we know we are, we see something miraculous, that we are not a mistake and we do have a purpose for being here. Thank you for joining me today. Join me next week when I bring on a very special guest and broadcasting from a new location. On Monday, I'll be starting a new journey. I'll also be starting the second book. I invite you, as always, join me each week as we unlock unlearn, unhook, and unbind from sexual trauma. This is Cher, and I'll see you on the other side.